say they don't. I do. And when I dream, I dream in color, Technicolor in 4K with Dolby Sound. What do you expect? I'm a filmmaker and an interviewer. That's me. Because of what I want to do, I am conditioned to see the world in a different way. Me and those dreamy eyes of mine, always in color. a dream. The simple definition of a dream is an idea or vision that is created in your imagination and that is not real. While there may be a thin line between love and hate, there is a paper-thin yet significant difference between a dream and a plan. Yes, you need a vision. We're told without a vision, the people perish. But that vision needs insight Direction to be transformed into a plan of action. We need to turn our dreams into action. For some people, taking action can be a difficult task to accomplish, especially alone. Why take on that action by yourself? LeBron James, Candace Parker, Stephen Curry, even the ageless Tom Brady didn't bring magnificent dreams alone. Each of these exceptional athletes had a committed coach to help them execute their vision. And you could benefit from a coach too. Let me introduce you to someone who might be the difference in helping you bring your dreams to reality. Her name is Rebecca Goros, and she's tough. Of course she is. She's from Jersey. You know, you can't stop a determined Jersey girl. So if you need a queen to help guide you or perhaps an equalizer to put odds in your favor, it's time to talk to Rebecca Goros. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by our national sponsor, the Matthew Business Network, the premier growth platform for established black and urban business owners. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. Welcome to another edition of Interludes. I'd like to introduce you to a personal friend of mine. She is an independent certified coach, teacher, trainer, and speaker with John Maxwell. Welcome, Rebecca Goros. How are you today? I'm doing well, Valerie. Thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor to be here today. Oh my gosh, it's wonderful. I have been talking to a couple of life coaches uh, on this podcast, and it's I'm very interested to find out why life coaching? Why did you go in that direction for 
your business now. So I've had a really long career of walking alongside people and serving people. I've been a counselor, an employment specialist, and a case manager for many years. And uh, in all this, I realized that I find fulfillment in serving other people. I also find fulfillment when someone I'm working with um, achieves a goal, obtains a job, or maybe changes a habit in their life that wasn't serving them well. I get so excited, you would think it was me. (laughs) Yeah, I jump for joy. I guess that's what drives me. That's what gives me passion. So I came to realize that I'm really, really passionate about personal growth. So some people get excited about seeing growth in numbers or seeing growth in things like real estate, for example. Mm -hmm. I get excited about seeing growth in people. And when you were a counselor or in any of the other jobs that you mentioned, besides seeing people grow, what was the thing that said, you know what, I can work with this person one-on-one and this will be like a coaching session. Did you feel like you were in coaching sessions with your job? Uh, Sometimes, sometimes. But what I realized over the years is uh, most people have a dream, right? Most people have a dream or a vision that for some reason they have not attained yet. Uh, A lot of people talk about that book that they haven't written, right? Mm -hmm. Or that storefront boutique or restaurant that they wanted to open. And they may have that same dream for many, many years without any movement towards obtaining it. And so uh, what I realized is that sometimes objectivity from an outside person taking a look Mm -hmm. at, you know, what you may have been doing or not doing that just hasn't served your direction towards your dream. Sometimes even the dream itself doesn't have much clarity, Mm -hmm. right? It could be a very fuzzy picture. And uh, we want the picture to be as clear as possible because the clearer the picture, the clearer your direction to get there. And so I found that by working with people step by step and being able to develop that clearer strategy, people were able to achieve their their goals a lot quicker. Wow. And in counseling, what situation has been extremely difficult to work through and what strategies that you come up with to solve it well first i want to say that coaching is different from counseling ah thank you (laughs) right so in counseling or maybe even therapy you may be dealing with past hurts um, past wounds and things that have affected you in the past there may be emotional situations or things that you may be dealing with and so although i've worked in those types of arenas before currently as a coach i'm really looking towards the future and helping people attain, obtain goals. So ethically, if uh, it's something that I'm not able to or not qualified to work with an individual at this time, I would definitely ethically say, you know, I think that maybe you want to consider, of course, it's the individual's choice, you know, consider maybe talking to a mental health professional about something like that. Yeah. And you chose John Maxwell. That is a very prominent name, especially in Christian circles. Why his philosophy and his coaching methods? Why? What what attracted you to 
to him. So John, he's an internationally respected leadership expert, mm -hmm. a speaker, a coach, an author. He's a New York Times bestseller, selling artist, uh, author. He's sold millions of copies all around the world in 50 different languages. Wow. Uh, he's He has a globally acclaimed John Maxwell team, of which now I am a part of. And he's coached CEOs of Fortune 500 companies and spoken in front of world leaders. So actually, it was a, a good friend of mine who became a John Maxwell coach and invited me to the program. I, I, I looked uh, up John Maxwell and really, really appreciated some of his philosophies and principles that he teaches. Uh, one of his main philosophies is that everything unfolds, everything falls and rises on leadership. So within the program that I'm able to teach and train others, uh, we do have one-on-one -on -one programs, but also I can go into groups, teams, companies, and train and develop employees, uh, groups, your staff, for example, on things like leadership, communication, connecting with people as well. And that's also something that interests me because when you're in a leadership role, whether it be by title or by position or influence, uh, the, the things that you do or model will affect your, your growth, your, your organizations, moving forward, basically. <laughs> yeah, and I know that definitely corporations, when they're looking for someone to come in and help them with leadership, sometimes there's an issue that's happening. And, I, and I'm thinking about some of the scenarios that's happened in my mind where people work in silos and they don't, you know, communicate well with their project manager or the person right. that is over another project or even the associate, the person who is the assistant and kind of making sure everyone, the calls are made. If you were asked to come into that, into that situation, especially in like a corporate situation, how would you present or how would you go about suggesting and, and, and training leaders, especially in a corporate setting? So I would first want to speak to whoever made that call to me to find out what's going on and what the goal is, whether the goal may be, uh, let's say, for example, in sales, increasing sales, or maybe a morale between your amongst your team. So so what is the goal, whoever's calling me in? And then what, uh, what do they think has been some of the obstacles to achieving that particular goal? Um, a lot of times it may come down to communication. So I have a training course in communication and connecting with people. Um, a lot of times it may be just uh, the types of goals that the team is uh, aiming for and not making the goals either obtainable or uh, measurable oh, <laughs> and, and short and short term. Right. So you want to break those goals down to something that's short term and and measurable and so i can work with the team lead or and the individuals on something like that and what's come up a lot with coaches that i've talked to is the word smart right <laughs> uh, break down the acronym that smart comes out to especially if you're working with someone one-on-one -on -one. okay so i have to remember myself but definitely you definitely want to make sure 
that the goals are obtainable, right? Mm -hmm. So let me bring this up here, specific. First, you want them to be specific, right? Because a fuzzy goal or a fuzzy vision definitely leads to fuzzy actions, ah. right? <laughs> so the day-by-day -day and the, the minute-by-minute actions just may not be um, clear because your vision isn't clear, right? Mm -hmm. Then you want the goals to be measurable. So a lot of people, for example, and I'm taking this example out of the corporate world, but in our personal lives, we may say that we want to lose weight, oh, right? Oh God. And so, you know, <laughs> this is something a lot that of people battle, can relate to, battle, right? That battle forever and ever. Oh, right, God. right. And so you may say, I want to lose weight. That's, that's pretty, you know, obscure. Or maybe, you know, to make it more measurable, I want to lose 10 pounds by the end of the year. And that would be a more measurable goal. Um, the next would be, it has to be obtainable, right? So I wouldn't say I want to lose 100 pounds by the end of the year. <laughs> I would say something around 10 pounds would be a little bit more obtainable for you. And the goal, you know, for you as an individual, the goal, the attainable goal for a corporation, for a small business, for a team of volunteers may look very, very different depending on what it is. Uh, the goal needs to also be relevant, relevant to the times, relevant to the overall vision, right? Uh, something that's within that particular scheme and then time-based. Time-based meaning, like I said, by the end of the year, you want to obtain something or it could be by the end of the week. It could be within a year or two, but as long as it's something that has an end uh, date to it because that way you will be able to measure whether you did it or whether you didn't accomplish it. And you know, it's not to as as a coach, I'm I'm very curious. I don't I don't pass judgment as to why didn't you do that or why wasn't your group able to obtain that goal. But I will ask why so that you can work towards those work through, right? You want to work through those barriers. You want to work through those behaviors. And you yourself will be able to come up with reasons why you weren't able to obtain those measurable goals, especially if they're shorter in distance and time. When I was growing up, I had a lot of dreams. My mama told me, son, you could be anything. Long as you spread your wings, I know one day you'll be great. Just wait, soon you'll aim up at the sky and I'll watch it float away. And... I've heard that affirmations, especially for the individual, is actually really helpful if someone wanted to set smart goals in their life. For myself, that would be, I want to set a smart goal to finish a film project. I, you know, I've been thinking about this project for years, and now I'm actually working with some people that could, it could actually come to fruition. And then we're actually starting to set some goals of, you know, just kind of the first steps. So, and I'm trying to affirm that it can happen because negativity can jump in and be like, no, it's not going to happen. You've had this script forever. Wah, wah, wah. And you're like, no. So if you were coaching someone to do, or would you coach someone to use affirmations, especially if that was in, in some of your coaching sessions, you could see uh, they need to reaffirm or they need to affirm what they would like to accomplish or what they would like to um, get, you know? 
Right. Absolutely. Because, you know, John Maxwell will say the most important person that you talk to is yourself. So you want to be careful what you say. You're going to start to believe it. Right. You're definitely going to start to believe what you say in the mirror uh, Mm -hmm. every day. And a lot of times we don't even say it in the mirror. We just say it all the time to ourselves. And those thoughts play over and over and over. And then we, we develop these beliefs. We call them limiting beliefs that uh, we've trained ourselves to believe, right? And so I definitely would work with uh, someone uh, regarding what are they telling themselves, right? On a daily basis and practice uh, looking at the reality of the situation. And I, I would be curious, you know, where did that thought come from? And what are the other possibilities, right? Because um, again, as a coach, I'm not the expert in you. I'm not the expert in the client you are, but I can definitely help to draw it out, right? And and help you to become more aware of the things that you're saying and how you possibly came to that conclusion. And then I would want to offer other possibilities, other options for you to to focus on and, 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 and move towards. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. It is Uh, we're doing this in October. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I just wanted to kind of get your feel on this. Usually when women and they survive breast cancer, they they end up doing things that are, you know, phenomenal. They run a marathon. They start a podcast. They start to live out some of their dreams that they might have put to the back burner because they either had a family, they had to work, they had to do something in order to, you know, continue on. But specifically for our breast cancer survivors, if you were to talk with one and coach them through whatever, I guess, transition from if they decided, you know what, I'm leaving this nine to five and I'm going to go do this because I've, I've realized with this breast cancer diagnosis that life is not long and I want to live it to the full. So to encourage people to live it to the full, what would you say? To right, them? right. Well, that, that reminds me that I lost a really, really good friend to breast cancer uh, about six years ago. She was a coworker initially, but just became a really, really dear friend to me. Mm-hmm. And I saw her fight from the very beginning of the diagnosis um, to the, to the end, her death. And, uh, What I remember from her is she never lost the zeal for life. She uh, consistently loved other people uh, and thought of other people more than herself. When when I go over to her desk or call her on the phone and try to encourage her, she ended up encouraging you (laughs) and lifting your spirits um, more than anything. And so uh, that that persistence, that perseverance, that zeal for life she never lost and so uh, what I would say for anyone who is uh, working through a transition which is something that I I also I work heavily with in in my practice is um, although the situation may have changed there's a lot that's the same that you bring with you right so you may be dealing with something new in your life like a diagnosis um, and there may be a lot of loss and grieving there um, but you, who you are, your, your, your life experience, your values, right? 
those values that have not changed, you, you bring them with you to this new circumstance and this new situation that you're dealing with. And so those are the things that you will still use, you know, that tenacity um, and, and the same values that you work for or your life prior to, because maybe it's family, maybe it's your faith, you know, maybe it's you, you have always, you know, wanted yourself to be someone that's known for integrity. Those same values will continue to drive you towards maybe a new dream or a new goal or, a, you know, a new opportunity in life. Um, but they're the same things that will allow you to succeed in that new step in life. Yeah. And I know that uh, I had lost my cousin, unfortunately, to uh, breast cancer back in 2017. And anytime I traveled to Los Angeles, um, she was she was able to get me from the airport and we mm -hmm. would hang out and it was just it was always fun and I and I know toward the end she was still being happy and giving even after her retirement so um, definitely I, I thank you so much for sharing about your your former co-worker and letting oh, uh, Rebecca, if people wanted to reach out to you and and find out more about your coaching abilities, where would they go? Thank you, Valerie. So um, the name of my company is The Growth Factor LLC. And so you can go to my website if you want to get in the know, get in the grow. So it is www.inthegrow.org, inthegrow.org. And click the connect button and reach out to me and let me know if you're an individual who is interested in individual one-on-one -on -one coaching or an organization that may want to develop something for your team. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. It is such an honor to talk with you on today. I thank you, Rebecca girls for coming to interludes. I'm excited to be here. I'm definitely excited to see all the growth that you have done in your life. And this particular podcast has been absolutely amazing to see all the achievements that you've made. So it's definitely an honor that you chose to have me on. And I can't wait to see all the future episodes or hear all the future episodes. <laughs> oh, gosh. All that gushing just makes me just well up inside. And I'm trying to just embrace it humbly <laughs> I, I i get you i get you you know i think some people may look at you and say i want to do that i want to have a podcast i want to be like valerie and you know that's one of the things that i see is that you know sometimes we want to uh, imitate somebody else's uh, success right mm -hmm. but are they willing to imitate all the work that you have put in to get to this point Right. So I know that it's been countless hours. It's been countless calls, research, right? A lot of work behind the scenes to get to where you are now. And so um, being a coach, I can see that. <laughs> I see the, the fruition of it. And so uh, definitely, you know, um, really, really uh, celebrate you and all that you've been able to accomplish. Thank you so very much, Rebecca. I appreciate you. This is Valerie Johnson. And this is Interludes. Have you seen it? It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. 
Join us as we break down the latest topics surrounding music and movies and politics every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live on our Interludes YouTube channel. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Valerie Johnson and Michael Womble, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production, brought to you by our national sponsor, MBN, the Matthew Business Network, the premier growth platform for established black and urban business owners. For more information, please visit their website at thematthewsbroadcast.com or you can call area code 732-357-5701. When you call for more information, tell them that you heard it first on the podcast called Interludes. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website liktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media. <laughs> <laughs>